0: Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. Some, you know, some artists can just do a thing thing in you. Imagine uh, 2018. uh, That is certainly a 2018 sound. This, I believe, bringing us to 24 minutes after 5. That is your time, my family. Exactly time for great conversation. Certainly looking forward to this one. You will remember uh, we've had a conversation uh, with the Deputy Minister, the Honourable Deputy Minister of the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure, uh, let me say May, uh, Benice Swartz, who now joins us on the this afternoon, my family, uh, that is at the back of an award ceremony where the Minister of the Department yesterday awarded 100 learners with 100 fully funded bursaries uh, registered. And these are learners that are registered in uh, the uh, in various courses in the built environment across the nation. Uh, this afternoon, we want to know more. We are absolutely inspired. And uh, we welcome you, uh, Deputy Minister, to Radio Pulpit again and Compliments of the season to you.
1: Thank you very much. Good afternoon to you and good afternoon to your listeners. And Happy New Year to you as well.
0: No, thank you so much, uh, Deputy Minister. Thank you again uh, for having given us your time. Now, 100 is quite a significant number. I mean, I saw that and I'm like, 100? You know when you say, when you use certain numbers, it really magnifies uh, the uh, the extent um, of whatever gesture we're talking about, and in this case, we're not just talking about, you know, uh, the stationary packs. We're talking about hundred fully funded bursaries to hundred learners across the country. Minister, where did this initiative begin, and what inspired this? This initiative uh,
1: began ten years ago. Uh, so this is our tenth year where we are awarding bursaries. The Department of Public Works and Infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So when it was initially started, it was uh, to assist um, students who want to study, especially in the professions that are aligned to the built environment, that is uh, architecture, quantity surveyors, uh, engineering, in all these aspects, and um, land surveyors. So that is what it was aligned to, and. Back then, we used to have a thing at uh, Department of Public Works and mm-hmm. Infrastructure, which was called Yellow Fleet, because by then, the Department of Roads was also so part of the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So that is where the initiative uh, started and came from. And here we are in uh, 2024. We now have uh, the matriculants of 2023, and um, we yes. have indeed awarded hundreds of uh, bursaries which is a commitment, hmm. which is a commitment that was made, which is a commitment that was made by the minister in his speech at the, uh, um, in parliament mm. when but doing his budget vote speech and he committed to giving hundreds of uh, bursaries and indeed we yeah. have uh, lived up to that commitment and promise. And, um, which is yesterday where we awarded the hundred bursaries and, um, uh, these bursaries are uh, spread across all nine provinces. Mm. And what's beautiful about it is that all these beneficiaries are from government schools uh, deep in the rural areas. That's amazing. So it's not just bursaries that we are just giving to learners, we are giving it really to learners who really come from uh, struggling backgrounds. And some of these students are really coming from indigenous homes. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. minister that's really commendable and i mean let me say well done and i suppose congratulations to you uh to the minister to yourself and the rest of the department i think when we see initiatives like these it sort of uh you know revives uh hope um citizenship hope citizenship hope um that indeed you know there is a glimmer of hope um in some of the services that are provided uh, by our departments let me go back um uh, deputy minister to understand so what is the criteria for selection for these uh, for these bursaries
1: okay what happens is that we start this relationship with the learners from when they start in grade 8 mm. so we just don't go and look for people in grade 12 who are manipulating. Mm. so we have roadshow each and every year So we go to the high schools and we actually develop a relationship with the the learners. So the learners who got um, bursaries yesterday are learners who now have a relationship with us for the past five years from when they were in grade eight. So we adopted them in high school. So what happens is that during the school vacation, Mm. we have vocational programs with them. So they start to understand what we do as the department of CCWI they start to understand what happens in the growth environment and especially in the construction industry. So those learners are learners who already have a relationship with our branch, which Mm. is the professional services within GPWI. So they know the faces of Mr. Mele, They know the faces of all the officials Mm. who work in that branch from when they're in grade 8. So what then happens is that we then give a certain criteria that when they get to matric, This is the percentage they must get in math and science, Mm. um, in English, and in in all the subjects which are in the science stream, which allows them to study uh, in the professional stream of quantity surveying, of architecture, of uh, all the engineering, electrical engineering, and all those aspects. So that is how it works. So we start the relationship with them. From that stage, so we develop a relationship with the school principals. We develop a relationship with the math and science teachers, mm. uh, who are the teachers that teach them. And we also, yesterday at the awards, we had the principals of all the schools from all the provinces. They were present, uh, accompanying their learners. And what is beautiful about it, which are our learners, uh, our uh, listeners must hear at home, mm. is that we had students. Uh, ranging from one distinction, two distinctions, three, sure. four, five, six. And then we had uh, over 15 students who got seven distinctions out of the students that were there yesterday. So indeed, it's encouraging even for us that uh, in the uh, uh, um, government schools from the rural areas, mm. we have students very putting their effort and in time into their studies. Deputy Minister, are these
0: bursaries transferable at all? I mean, uh, the, the the approach, I think, is quite commendable. Um, it, it, it really is quite a unique approach, um, which is really awesome because I think sometimes uh, learners don't, uh, those who don't do well in matric, they don't not do well because... Okay. You know, they were lazy, but there's a lot of situations that could have been fixed all the way back from grade 10 um, and grade 8. So it's really, it's really great to see that you're doing it all the way back from there. Um, but now, what then happens if a learner is unable to redeem their bursary? Are these bursaries transferable at all?
1: No, they are not transferable. And we give a full bursary, which is tuition, mm. which is um, uh, for, 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 for residents which is also for the textbooks, which is for, they also get pocket money. So we give a full bursary. Mm. So it is not transferable because for us, it's that um, the learners must be able to understand what we want to achieve. And um, during this process, we also monitor them because during the vacations, they actually come and work on our project right. in the things that they are studying in. Look, Deputy Minister, I'd like to
0: I'd like to just um, get your views um, on a a school of thought, um, and that. It's around the selection um, of uh, pupils or a certain number of incumbents within a pool, right, a a given pool. And in this case, we're looking at previously disadvantaged communities, rural communities, um, and we are looking specifically, if I'm hearing you correctly, at a certain criteria in terms of academic performance. And, you know, I've always had a question in my mind, you know, that says that if we are going to go into an environment where the likelihood um, of uh, services and support, you know, is unlikely to be there, you know, to support everybody such that when you find students doing well, then there's, you know, they're either really intelligent, which is a gift, right, that no student can give themselves, or they are an extraordinarily hardworking student, right? So, when you see the average not doing well, it's not necessarily because the children don't want to do well, but we're looking at an environment that is not always enabling for them to do well. So, if we then sort of give a certain criteria um, to choose students to give bursaries to, how then do we support the remaining ones who uh could very well be a, a victim of their environment how do we then support those ones
1: so i think that what should happen is that we should actually have them um, a which supports and uh, learn socially at school mm. because so that you can't just go to school just to learn because we all come from different circumstances. Mm. Now I am saying that what we need in government schools is what you have in private schools, where you have um, social workers at the school, you have a psych um, psychologist, you have all those type of things. Because uh, in those uh, schools where they it's non-paying uh, uh, um, schools, uh, fee-paying schools, or even if they do pay uh, school fees, it's a minimal mm. amount of. That they are paying. So, we should be actually working around the strategy that allows us to have all those services at a school because uh, children will then be able to have all the support that, even if they come from backgrounds where uh, they are under duress, they are under stress, at times it's peer pressure. Where we are actually able to assist the learners at the school. Because mm-hmm. I think for us at DCW, we are actually starting the program in grade eight. Mm. We think that we are doing our part in actually encouraging the learners. Because sure. even, even the percentages that we're giving is the percentages that are aligned to the higher learning institutions. Because we have a relationship with UNISA, mm. we have a relationship with UJ where they are assisting us when we start these programs in the schools, where they also go around to the schools and to the provinces, where they talk to the learners and actually make them to understand that when they get to tertiary, what is going to be expected to, from them, mm-hmm. and actually uh, explaining the point system to them on what happens on the point system, what is the point that allow you to actually be accepted in a university, I can safely even say that we had learners who got personal yesterday who were trying to get into university and they were struggling so Unisa as our partner we had the professor there who um we, who we interact with in the program who was actually there to check on the applications of the learners sure. and um, so that we are able to assist them and I can safely say that they have been assisted uh, over these past two days because what we do is that before we award the bursaries, mm. we bring in our bursary recipients who are almost finishing their degree to actually speak to this new intake of 100 bursary recipients sure. so that they can see. Because we had Dr. Murendeni yesterday mm. who had the infrastructure at UJ. He's one of our bursary recipients of 10 years ago. And he is wow. a, a doctor. So when he started with us, he was just an ordinary learner. We also have an employee that is working for us now, who's also a Brazilian recipient from 10 years ago. We also had Nolichande um, Sibiya, who is now a fully qualified uh, uh, um, architectural um, uh, landscaper. Mm-hmm. And she's a student and she's very young. And she's one of our youngest professionals that has been registered by the Council of the World Environment Mm. last month. So those are the things. So we can actually see, um, because for us, it is to build internal capacity that the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure, we can have professionals within the department that we would have trained from the day when they uh, uh, left matric Mm. us giving the and supporting them on vocational programs which are aligned to our program at PWI, up until they become registered as professionals with the council of the World uh, environment
0: no minister uh, deputy minister let, let us really thank you uh, you know for your continued uh, commitment to developing our communities. I think sometimes when uh, the media does not report on some of these good uh, good stories, we do a lot of injustice, you know, um, in terms of encouraging communities, because sometimes when we see our leaders do it, it encourages us, you know, to either join in or start our own initiatives uh, that seek for the betterment and the wellness of our communities. So, thank you very much uh, to the department and certainly yourself, uh, Deputy Minister. And I say that specifically because i know uh, that one of your areas of interest is indeed research um you, you're an avid researcher um and 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 student of life and uh perhaps if you could you know if we could indulge you uh, in just understanding the priorities of the de- of the department uh, for this year and how exactly industry is expected to respond to 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 those priorities
1: um, our priorities at the Department of uh, um, GPWI is, of course, um bulk infrastructure rollout, mm. which is the construction of high courts, of um, magistrate courts, of um, um, home affairs um, uh, buildings uh, where people get their IDs, their marriage certificates, mm. and all those. So in our ATP, um, we have got priorities of over 50 projects which we have prioritized according to the clients that we have because we become the implementer because we are the custodian of the bulk infrastructure or also government mm-hmm. and uh, we are also the landlord of government so we make sure that all departments have got a, a buildings um, where they run their business from mm-hmm. so we have got eight thousand buildings in total as the department of public works and infrastructure throughout the country in the nine provinces So ours is to make sure that government um, is taken care of in terms of us being their landlord Mm -hmm. and also making sure that the services of uh, our infrastructure are out there. And also that we are also the custodian of the most important uh, uh, program that uh, provides work for uh, the extended public works program. Sure, Um, We are the custodians of the policy and also monitor the rollout of the Extended Public Works Program. Mm-hmm. This year we are turning 20 years as the Extended Public Works Program since its inception when the government uh, said that the Extended Public Works Program is going to assist in alleviating poverty. So we are in the first phase of the Extended Public Works Program and it is turning 20 years. Now for us, we need to make sure and measure ourselves now. We have said into the first. Must have an exit strategy mm. of the extended public works program. So, if somebody enters the program as a bricklayer, when they exit the the extended public works program, they should have a qualification mm. with the construction center that shows that this person is a qualified bricklayer. This person can lay so many bricks in uh, so many minutes, or in same, uh, in a specific time, which means that this person can now exit the program and can actually be employed as a bricklayer mm. in another program so that we can then bring in other people. Now, you will also know that uh, painting is a is, is, is a career. Now, people can have like five qualifications in painting. Uh, they can do that through a Tibet college mm. and do that being allowed to the um, construction center and also being aligned to a student college so that we can build the much-needed artisans uh, by having skills in the country Sure. because we are saying that we are lacking skills. Now through those programs you can actually have uh, qualified artisans who have skills. We also have the National Youth Service Program as the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure where we are training boilermakers, carpenters, we are training plumbers. Uh, so that we can increase uh, our target that we're looking at is having thirty thousand accidents. Which is a which is a commitment that the president made in his last year Sona mm. uh, address to the nation. So we are clearing ourselves up for that and we are ready to produce those artisans. Sure. Because we have identified where we will train these artisans from mm. and, uh, and aligning it to our own National
0: Youth Service Program. Sure. Deputy Minister, when you look at the priorities of the department, the needs of the country, uh, the output of universities and uh, the cooperation from industry, how is that relationship looking like? And is it yielding any results at all?
1: Yes, it is yielding results because we can actually um, show results where we have that. Uh, participants who have already graduated from our program mm. especially in the skills and um remember that we do this in our uh, projects that we already have STWI mm-hmm. which I have mentioned which is the construction of high courts the construction of prisons uh, the construction even of um, uh, the border fencing so i think it is yielding results because We are actually able to show the warm body that can actually give testimony that they started as an ordinary Mm. EPWT general worker up until they have graduated in a specific skill which allows them to participate uh, actively in the economy of the country.
0: That is, that is absolutely fantastic. And let's go back to the actual uh, bursary, uh, Deputy Minister. How then uh, do interested people and uh, participants or prospective applicants um, find this information? And I know that's pretty administrative. But I ask because uh, perhaps there's a school that's listening, you know, that would like to not just send individual candidates but apply as a school. Uh, is that even possible and where is that information accessible?
1: What we do is that um, each year, um, our professional services branch goes to all nine provinces and have roadshows. So they go to the schools in those rural areas and go and have roadshows, which is where it starts. So they start explaining to the grade 8 how it's going to work, what will happen. So the following year, they go back again, which means that those grade eights would now be in grade 10, Mm. uh, 9. Uh, up until they're in grade 10, then they actually start monitoring which grade 10s have chosen to actually go in the field of medicine science. Mm. So the professional branch would have monitored that. But I feel that uh, through our communications department, the department of DPWI, you yourself as Radio pulpit can actually invite the actual branch And the actual DVD, the uh, Mm. Deputy Director General in charge, Mm. so that they can apply to you how they are going to actually advertise Mm. themselves in this current year throughout all the nine provinces. I think that would even give the listeners more insight on the dates and months and when they will be Sure.
0: Minister, before we let you go, um, your word of encouragement to the uh, matric class of 2024, uh, walking into a brand new phase of their lives that is possibly going to, uh, you know, determine the rest of their lives. Uh, Just your word of encouragement, ma'am.
1: To me is that they must remain focused, they must be determined, and they must not um, lose focus on um, being in the... 12th year and last final year of Mm. their schooling, that everything that they must do, they must plan, they must work hard, because there's nothing that just comes out of no work. Uh, But if they remain focused, work hard, and uh, not be deterred by anything, they will surely get seven distinctions and more come end of the year.
0: That is fantastic, uh, Deputy uh, Minister of the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure, uh, Bernice Swartz, uh, jo- the Honourable rather Benice Swartz, joining us on the line uh, here on Radio Pulpit. Thank you so much for your time, ma'am, and uh, b- uh, again, all the best for the rest of the year, and uh, really thank you and well done on the uh, awarding of these bursaries.
1: Thank you very much.
0: With our time, my family uh, exactly thirteen minutes uh, before the top of the hour. That conversation will certainly be podcast. If you are a school, um, if you are an individual interested in the built um, environment um, and anything to do with uh, engineering, civil engineering, mechanical engineering, um, actual sciences, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, property, uh, property, quantity surveying, um, please uh, do visit the website. And, of course, we'll try and see if we can follow up on the minister's recommend, uh, Deputy Minister's recommendation uh, to get the department to come and explain how uh, these bursaries work, uh, some of the dates that we need to look out for, uh, so that uh, let's see if you can, you know, be encouraged. And uh, maybe this will be your aim, you know, to encourage you to work really hard going into your matric year. It's the 26th of January, and uh, this month is the back-to-school month. So we're really hoping, my family, that all the information that we continue to share will, number one, encourage, number two, inspire, uh, and number three, trigger somebody into action. Perhaps you've been sitting at home, uh, and uh, you did not make it to varsity last year, um, and now, you know, it's an opportunity. Let's go out there take um, advantage of all the opportunities that are made available to us. Um, We did not go through to the uh, news headlines. And so we are going to go straight into a song uh, this afternoon as we continue then with our Friday family fun here on Spectrum. mighty big shout out uh, to the media team out at the Department of Public Works. Thank you so much uh, for having organized that conversation. Always look forward to these updates and just... You know, just an, um, an affirmation that, um, we can work together, uh, with our leaders and we can work together with government. Uh, there's a, there's a, there's a collaboration that has so much power that I'm really hoping that, um, if nothing else, as citizens will certainly, uh, look into and invest, uh, some of our resources into making those relationships work. Uh, 49 after five, that is your time. Radio pulpit, 657 AM, true, authentic, Christian Radio. Radio Pulpit's Facebook page makes you more a part of the station than ever before. Now you can give your opinion regarding our programs or even contact your favorite presenter. You can get the latest news and existing programs and communicate with other listeners. Come on, let your fingers do the talking on Radio Pulpit's Facebook page. It's interactive and dynamic. Just visit facebook.com forward slash Radio Pulpit. You and 657 AM and life